You are listening to the Living Way Church podcast. For more information about Living Way Church, go to livingwaychurch.cc. All right, on the count of three, I want you to tell me what your favorite Christmas song is. Are you ready? Everybody at once. One, two, three. All right, who said joy to the world? Anybody here said joy to the world? All right, who didn't say joy to the world? Guess what? I'm talking about joy to the world today, so too bad. All right. Now, I love uh, Christmas songs. Um, I think one of my favorites is uh, actually not a spiritual. It's uh, the Christmas song. That's the name of the song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. That one with Nat King Cole. Boy, when I hear that, I feel like Christmas. I feel like it is here. Uh, as far as um, I, I loved the praise and worship this morning, uh, just I love those songs. Oh, come, uh, angels, uh, all those. Oh, come, all you faithful. Love them. Oh, come, all you Manuel. So we're going to talk about joy to the world today. And uh, I want to talk, um, spend some time on uh, some of the words. So let's kind of think about what the words say. Here's the words to the song. Maybe you know this. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. The earth, let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Uh, now, I think we could all agree we could all use some more joy. I think this world could use some more joy. And what's amazing to me is that life is actually pretty amazing, but few people have joy and even less people are are happy. Life is filled with things that try to make us happy. And, you know, in fact, Christmas morning or ten, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, some of you will be getting gifts that you hope will make you happy. Now, when I was a kid, there were certain gifts that really made me happy. Like, let's take a look at a few of them. Uh, I was the original G.I. Joe. When a, when a toy was a toy and a man was a man. And uh, G.I. Joe is actually a person, and uh, he served uh, faithfully. He was pretty tall. G.I. Joe was this big right here. Now, also, uh, Micronauts, oh, man, I loved those toys. Uh, Lincoln Logs, I could play with Lincoln Logs for hours. Anybody remember Lincoln Logs? You know, you can still buy them, but I don't know if they're, man, I could play with my Lincoln Logs and Tinker Toys Ever. And of course, my Star Wars figures. Woof, woof. But you know what one of my favorite toys was when I was in second grade was my six million dollar man doll. Anybody remember the six million dollar man? Faster, stronger, better than he was before. And I remember because I love the TV show and I would, whenever I jumped, you know, we, we lived on some property. I'd jump, I'd climb up on our barn. I'd jump off the barn or, and every time I jumped or, I was always acting like I was like $6 million man. Well, his doll, he had a hole in his eye and you look through it as like a binoculars because he had supervision. And, I, and this was like, you could put them together in a spaceship. And I mean, in a, uh, anyhow, it was awesome. Loved. And then all of a sudden toys changed. And as a teen, I, I wanted my parachute pants. I wanted the more zippers, the cooler they were. And I loved the zippers and I loved my cassette tapes. Uh, and who made it, who's ever made a mixtape on a cassette? Now, I'm not talking fancy, smancy CD players and stuff. I'm talking cassette tapes when you, you know, I, 
had a tape recorder that I would put on top the radio upside down. That's how, that's how I was keeping it real. I made my mixtapes right off the radio, so most of my mixtapes did not include the beginning or the end of the song. <laughs> because, like, oh, my goodness. I'd run over to my radio, back, you know, with my tape deck and put it upside down. And uh, I would, we had some friends. We would uh, get together with microphones and, and act out movies on cassette tape. Anybody do that? All right, and uh, but all of I think a few of you, all of my movies that I did with my friends were all slashers. They were all like blood and guts, and we like we'd make the dee 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 dee, and we'd we'd stab stuff, and we'd go, you know, we'd just like, over embellish. I'd play those tapes all the time, and I had to I had to go to bed before David Letterman uh, came on. So uh, what I would often do is I would set my tape recorder next to the TV and tape David Letterman uh, on my cassette tape. That's right. Don't need a DVR. Just need one of these. And then my Walkman, was <laughs> I could take it everywhere. And then if I wanted to share it, I got my boom box. Right? Remember the boom box? That's a small one there. And then this giant brick called an iPod came out. That's a Generation 1 iPod. Technology has changed and uh, life is amazing. I remember the rotary phone. Anybody remember the rotary phone? How long it took to dial? If you had multiple zeros, like, you know, why, who has that many zeros in their phone number? Anyways, and then all of a sudden the phones became the big giant brick phones. These, these giant, uh, you know, by the way, uh, this was a cell phone. You had a giant battery that you carried around. And Nicole's parents, they were like, man, they were the coolest because they had a car phone. It was this giant block of a brick thing that sat in the middle of them. And I'm like, man, we can go anywhere. We can call anybody. Who you want to call? I don't know. Let's call somebody. And then when you saw with the antenna, you know, those like, like, uh, you know, boomerang looking things on the back of cars, like they got a phone in there. They must be rich, right? And, and, and then phones went to the push button, which was uh, amazing. And then the cords got longer. Remember? How many of you had a, like a super long cord that was at least 15 feet long, right? That, that was back when people actually talked on the phone, right? Nobody talks on the phone now. It's all texting. And you can kind of see the, the evolution of the phone. Uh, technology has changed. Life is amazing. We have, things have gotten better. Our toys have gotten better. The things we want have gotten better. And now we've got the, the, you know, the data phone. Man, it does everything. It takes great 1080p video. It's, it's got great cameras on the here. And you can record pretty much anything, voice, vocal, music. It, it takes the place of an iPod. Um, and it, it, it ta- it's my brain. And when I lose my phone, I lose my mind. Anybody do that? When I lose my phone, I don't know what's going on in my life because I don't know anybody's number. I don't even know my wife's number. So if I got lost or my phone died and I'm on the side of the road, I have nobody to call. We do have a landline. We're one of those few people that still has a landline that we never answer it. And the phone, it's always full because we don't check it. So I would basically get no one if I called home. So... We have all these things to make us happy. It's amazing. 
but so few people, uh, so few people are happy. And you're going to be getting gifts and presents on Christmas that you think are going to be mm, the thing you got to have. This life is filled with things that try to make us happy, but no matter what we get, we still want more, and we never are happy, and we always want more. And when we get something that makes us happy, we're not happy for long. And so few people have joy. Here's a verse, Philippians 4, 4 says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. First Thessalonians five sixteen says, rejoice always. I read those verses, maybe you too, and you go, is that possible to have joy all the time in every season and every experience of your life? One of the things missing in Christmas and in the world today is joy. We sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. We repeat that sounding joy. Tis the season to be jolly. But for many, Christmas is not very holly or jolly. Today, I want to talk to you about how you can have joy in every season, whether it's Christmas or January or February or whether you are alone on Christmas or whether you are with family, no matter what you're going through, you can have true and lasting joy. So today, two things to understand, two things about understanding and knowing true joy. The first thing is this, it's found in the, in the first line of that Joy to the World song. It says, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. You can have joy in every season because the Lord has come. You can have joy because God has come to us. This is what it says in Luke 2, 8. It says, and there were shepherds. By the way, shepherds in the bottom of the social ladder. They owned no property. They were basically paid to care for and live on the land and care for other people's property. So these shepherds were living out in the field nearby, watching over their flocks at night. They were not at home. They were pulling an all-nighter. They were sipping espresso to stay awake. It was Christmas Eve, and they didn't even know it. It says, an angel of the Lord, an angel, one angel appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news. Now, actually, that's kind of an understatement, because the literal there is amazing, life-changing, great news. We read, and then go, oh, good news. No, it's life-changing, great news. News, news that when you hear, it changes everything. So this is, I bring you good news that will cause great joy. The word great is mega there. That's the actual, that's the actual Greek word, mega. That's where we get the word mega. It means big, big joy. He says, man, you're going to get big joy and it's for all the people. Man, the Bible tells us you can have not just joy, but mega joy. Life can be a downer, and that's why Christmas is so important. It reminds us and tells us that Jesus has come. The Lord has come. Joy is now following. Now, this Christmas, it's time to get your joy back. What is the good news? What is the reason for this joy? Well, he says in the next verse, he says what the source of that joy is. He says, for today in the town of David, a savior 
The word savior means rescuer. A rescuer has been born to you. I love how personal that angel makes it. I mean, Jesus came for the world, but he says to these shepherds, he came for you. I love that. And it's personal for you. He says, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. The deity wore diapers. Christmas reminds us that you and I need Jesus. The reason for Christmas is is that you needed him. He doesn't need you. God does not need you. We need him. We needed a savior. A savior for what? From our sins, from ourself, from our grief. Christ did not just show up 2,000 years ago to give us presents and decorations on, on our house and parties and to sit on Christmas's, on Santa's lap. He was born to rescue us from our sin. First Peter 9, uh, 1, 19 and 20 says this, says he paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. Talking about that baby in a manger. God chose him for this purpose long before the world began. But now in these final days, he was sent to the earth for all to see. And he did this for you. I love that passage. His birth was about his death. That cradle was about a cross. The weight of our sin and our pain and our suffering and our shame and our grief and our regret was laid upon Christ. In exchange, he gives us joy. To choose the cradle without the cross is to miss Christmas. To celebrate the child without the Christ is to miss the joy that is given. You can have a joy because God came. The Alpha and Omega became a man. Jesus. If Christmas or life is about people and things, then no wonder we lose our joy things break. Everything you get for Christmas will break. Everything you get for Christmas will break or die. Even that puppy. (laughs) I'm sorry, or that cat. Dogs live forever. Uh, Every car, every TV, every piece of clothing will get a hole in it. And every person you love will pass away. Sometimes you lose your job. Sometimes you run out of gas. Joy does not come in a store. doesn't come in a package. You can't buy it on sale. Happiness is a result of what happens, but joy is much, much deeper. And what Jesus brings is much deeper. Luke 2.10 says, the angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy, mega joy for all the people. This is for everybody. This is for everybody. This joy is for all people. White, black, brown, green, red, polka dot, rich, poor, popular, nobodies. This joy is for everybody. That means it's for you. There's not a person in this room that Jesus didn't come for. There's not a person or a child in this world that Jesus doesn't love or care for. He came for everybody. Let me tell you something about those shepherds. Those shepherds were told first. An entire 
world was about to be rescued and God picked a couple of nobodies out in a field on the lowest end of the social and economic ladder to tell that the Messiah had arrived. The forgotten these guys were, belittled in public letters and despised by those in town, the lowly, the marginalized. They were chosen to break the silence of the centuries, the least of people in the least of towns, the least of these. It doesn't matter who you are. Jesus wants you and came for you to give you joy. You're not exempt. The entire Old Testament was leading up to this. Luke 2, 13 says, suddenly... God's about to release on them the very glory of heaven on these two shepherds. One angel becomes a choir of thousands. He says, and suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Even at his birth, the amazing grace of God, the favor of God is announced The second key to understanding joy in every season is found in that next line of that song. And it says, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Here's the second thing. If you want joy in every season, you need to prepare him room. You need to receive Jesus Christ. You need to prepare room in your heart and in your life. Let earth receive her king. Have you received the king today? This is what it says in Luke 2, 15. The story goes on. He says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Everybody say, let's go. I know you're talking to me. I'm trying. So let's go to Bethlehem and see these, uh, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now, let me tell you, they had responsibilities. They were busy. They were at work. They were on the job. When they said, man, go and find this Messiah, they're like, hey, you know, we, sorry. I, we get off at like 3 in the morning. We'll go check it out then. They made room for Jesus. They heard the news, and they said, let's go. Let's do this now. Let's meet Jesus. Let's make room for Jesus. Let's receive this king. Some were not prepared. If you read the story in Luke chapter 2, you might know that when Mary and Joseph showed up that night, the city was packed for there was a census. There was a a government-declared census that brought all kinds of people to their birth city. And uh, Joseph went to the place he was born in Bethlehem. And while they were there, and it came time for that baby to be born, there was no room for them in the place where they were to have their baby. There was no room, and they were placed in animal quarters. And God incarnate, incarnate was born and laid in an animal trough. Is there room in your house? Is there room in your heart for the king? Or is your response today to the gospel that these kids shared? There's no room for you, Jesus. There's no room for you here. You're so busy and you wonder where your joy is. Maybe it's because you're not preparing him room in your life. Mark 8.36 tells us, What do you benefit if you gain the whole world? but lose your own soul. Some of you, it's time to receive the king. 
It's time to prepare him room and experience the true joy of God. The story continues. We're going to wrap it up with this in Luke 2, 16. It says, so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word. They told him everything that the angels had told them concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Man, these guys were never the same again. 33 years after that night, that baby grew up to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders for you and for me. These shepherds were more, possibly more than just field workers. Because of where they were in relation to the temple at the time, it is believed that these shepherds might have very been the shepherds that watched over the sheep that were sold for temple sacrifices. These were sheep that were specifically laid on an altar for our sins. They were familiar with the great cost of sin. And these simple shepherds who looked after temple lambs were the first to see the very Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They understood the need for a Savior. They understood the great one was here. You know, at Christmas, we have this homing device, don't we? At Christmas, we just want to go home. Sometimes people don't get to go home. They're overseas, they're in the military, they're at work or they're out of the country or they're in a place where they can't move away or or go visit family who are in another state. And, uh, you know, maybe you're college and you just want to go home. There's like a a homing device, planes, trains, and automobiles, right? Remember that movie? Man, just do whatever it takes to get home. You know, jet ski, I'll, I'll jet ski all the way home if I need to. Only in our marriage, only one Christmas did 21 years, only one Christmas did we never spend together, and that was a church ski trip where uh, I drove and she was going to fly, and there was a snowstorm, an ice storm, and we missed Christmas together. But I so badly missed her as I was going down the slopes, baby. (laughs) I totally missed her. (laughs) Really. It was a lot of fun, but I really miss my family. There's nothing like being home. We'll do anything to get there. In a real way, Jesus himself was not home for Christmas. He left the glory and splendor of heaven to be born and laid on a simple, in a simple manger. Jesus willingly left his home to provide you and me a way to get home to him. That aching, that gnawing, That restlessness you feel, that continued pursuit for happiness is a hole in your soul that only Jesus can meet. Joy is knowing that whatever life brings, Jesus holds your life. Joy is knowing that whatever I've done, Jesus paid the price. The heavenly host invites you today. Our children sang and invited you today. And now I invite you today. Will you Prepare him room and receive the king today. He came for you. He came for you. Romans 15, 13, and we're going to pray. May the Lord, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy to the Lord. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature sing. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much, Lord, that, uh, God, you have made a way for us to know you. God, though we are born separated from you because of our sin, Lord, you did not leave us and abandon us to our sin. But God, you came to us. And Lord, I know there's some people here who are heavy at heart. God, they need joy. God, I believe that there's some people here that, that could use some peace and some life in their heart and in their home. And God, I pray today would be the day that they prepare you room and receive the king. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I want to give you a chance to respond to the invitation from our kids and from myself today and from God's word. If you're sitting there and you're, you feel the tug of God on your heart and you know that in your heart it's time to receive the king, we just take a moment to talk to Jesus right now in your own words. Talk to Jesus right where you sit and tell him, say, Jesus, Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. I receive you as king and Lord of my life. Go ahead and talk to him in your own words, any way you want to tell him. Lay it down before Jesus in your heart. Invite him to come in. Jesus, here's my life. Here's my heart. I give it to you. Fill me with your joy, dear God. Fill me with your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep your head bowed. Keep your head bowed for just a minute. If you prayed that prayer this morning, I would like to pray for you. I'm not gonna have you come down. I'm not gonna have you stand up, but I just would like for you to raise your hand and I wanna pray for you right where you're seated. If you prayed that prayer today, could you just raise your hand and say, you know what, that was for me. I received the king today. Go ahead and raise it up. Amen. Father, I pray for these hands that were lifted and God, I pray that you would touch them and work in their life. And Father, I pray that, uh, Lord, this Christmas, we would truly receive the greatest gift of all, the gift of salvation, eternal life, and a relationship with the creator of the universe. God, we love you. God, help us to walk through that in Jesus' name. Amen. Two things. Number one, if you prayed that prayer, it's time to follow up on that relationship by preparing him a consistent place in your heart and life. So I want to invite you to join us uh, next Sunday. And uh, as we continue this journey to know God together, what a great way to begin not only Christmas, but 2014 as a, with a fresh, renewed desire and relationship with God. Christmas Eve, second thing, Christmas Eve, right here in this theater, we're going to have a Christmas Eve service, 45 minutes, acoustic uh, Christmas carols, very brief, great time, communion, and uh, bring friends and family. I know you got people from out of town. Bring them and give them a chance to maybe meet Jesus and to remember what Christmas is truly about. Thank you for listening to the Living with Church podcast. If you enjoyed this message, we hope you come visit us in Garland, Texas. For directions and more information about the church, go to www.livingwaychurch.cc.